0: Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a sales staff that works with you. They'll do everything they can to save you money, and your trade-in has never been worth more. And the service department that backs it up from the routine to inspections, diagnostics, need body work, it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Notre Dame survives and advances in double overtime. Baker worked off the ball for a moment. Here it is. Off the screen, they head off to Harper. Harper for three,
1: it's
2: good! Oh my! He's tied it at 87!
1: Freshman with the basketball. Wesley, heads to the hoop. Wesley, off-balance shot, no good. Atkinson, put back, it's good! 1.4 to play! Here comes Geo Baker, he didn't get it off! That's it! Happy St. Patrick's Day!
0: Tommy McCarthy, Avery Johnson, uh, they were joined last night by Steve Lavin with a call on True TV. The Harper shot was banked in for three last night. That's why Matt's got luck at the Irish. Uh, Harper banked in a three. Did you watch the game? Okay, I'm just
2: asking. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Harper banked in a three. Yeah. Yeah, Hackinson was on a conventional, like, just I hustled and put it back.
2: Lucky the Irish? Well, to get to that point. Sure. Okay. Uh,
0: okay. I'll take your word you watch the game. Uh, so, <laughs> as for the details, I'm a little sketchy on your part. All right. Uh, Richmond leads Iowa at halftime, by the way, 29 28. Tony Perkins fouled on a three point shot. They got three free throws. And I was down one at the break. Mm-hmm. The plot th- thickens in Buffalo. That was a stupid foul, too. Yeah, you don't you don't go out and get. Uh... I mean, I always get bothered by that that foul because it's way after the shot. Like really? But you know, you don't go running out at him. Just let him take the thing, okay? If you're not in the right position, let him take it, okay? <laughs> All right? Don't worry about it. It's like the guys that foul on a breakaway and a layup. What are you doing? Just let him have it. Get the ball, throw it back in. All right. So Scott Spinelli, uh, former basketball coach at Boston College. Uh, Matt, that would be B.C., okay that's the ACC team not bu the Patriot League team thank you yes I feel like I've had to do more explaining on the show in the last month I'm concerned <laughs> all right okay so welcome great to have you with us on the show Scott
1: uh, thanks for having me, Steve. Real glad to
0: be here with you today. All right, so, so let's. I just want to, we'll start with something simple. Notre Dame and Rutgers coming up tonight. The two lines mean so much in today's game: the free throw line and the three point line. Notre Dame is fourteen and one when they make ten threes or better, and Rutgers, a team obviously I saw a few times this season in person, defends it really well. Tell me what some of the important elements in this game happen to be for you.
1: Well, I think first we start with Notre Dame. Obviously, I'm very familiar with Notre Dame. I haven't been in the ACC for many years. And to your point, offensively, they're a very region reactionary team uh, in terms of how they play. I mean, they've recruited to their system. So what they basically have on their roster for the most part are five guys that can all pass, dribble, and shoot. And, you know, it isn't necessarily the offensive quick hitters in terms of their sets that they run but it's how the defense plays them. So, you know, they have multiple cutters, first cutter, second cutter, when that ball goes to the post, and they try to play the game inside out, whether it's, you know, in the post where they'll catch it and then they'll relocate and they'll hit you for a three, or, you know, they'll drive it and play off two and kick it with guys relocating on the perimeter. So they are a very difficult team to match up with, and to your point, uh, and I'll make this you know known now. Uh, there's no secret or no by no accident. There's seven of the top ten three point field goal percentage teams yeah. in the NCAA tournament. So that's a pretty high number, and that kind of speaks to where the game is. And Notre Dame is as good as anybody in terms of skill uh, and, and getting that, getting those three point shooters open. Again, you mentioned Rutgers, very tough, hard-nosed, half-court, defensive-minded team. Um, you know, a little bit of a collision of philosophies, right? Rutgers does it on defense. Notre Dame is much more of an offensive-oriented team, especially with their skill. So something's going to give tonight, but this will be a really good game. You
0: know, it's interesting, you bring that up, um... You have to look at your – I'm not telling you anything. You have to look at your personnel and say, what's the best way for me to win? Like Micah Shrewsbury here, he knew he had to have good lockdown, hard-nosed defense to, to get Penn State into games and be competitive. But there's been a trend nationally, because when Purdue played Iowa, you know, and I was just out at the Big Ten tournament, those are the number one in three ranked offenses in the country. Yep. Gonzaga was his second. Arizona. Tommy Lloyd brought the Gonzaga philosophy with him to Arizona. He's just doing it now with better athletes. Uh, You know, is 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 like is college basketball now becoming more like college football, where it's the offensive end?
1: Well, to your point, first of all, if you could be complete on both ends of the, oh yeah, no, you want both, (laughs) (laughs) Right, right? And you know, if you look at Gonzaga right now, they're tops in both categories, as well as a team like. Well, Purdue at one point was. They dropped off defensively as the year went, but they're very good, um, you know, also if they really get refocused um, defensively. But to your point, I think this. I mean, the, the three-point line is the great equalizer, right? Yes. And I think the game is evolving, and it started with, you know, the NBA, what Golden State did. Um, you know, it's a, it's a game now of skill. And back when we were playing, or at least when I was playing, It was all about athleticism length and size and you know i think now if you're um recruiting if you're putting a team together your focus has to be um on to me i mean this is just me on recruiting guys uh who are skilled players specifically guys that can shoot the three Uh, and then if you could get savvy kids who really understand how to play which is who Notre Dame is, mm-hmm. then I think you've hit the jackpot um, in terms of what you're looking for. But the game has changed, to your point.
0: And what's interesting is that you you bring up you know you and I both know Mike Bray wants to be old, stay old, um, which I would like to point out that at this stage of my life I perfected. Uh, so <laughs> 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 uh-huh. you could steal that line. Uh, and it, 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 but I look at Kentucky. And when you and I both know that, that, that John went one and, you know, you know, young, 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 but he's gone now to being older, to mixing in some of the young players with him, what do you think this transfer portal is doing now to the, the quality in the tournament because we're seeing older players?
1: Uh, again, just speaking on a from my philosophy, what I believe to be the most successful way of doing it, and that, and again, to your point, there are teams that are doing differently. Um, but I'm going to give you an example. Let's take a team like St. Mary's. Yes. St. Mary's basically, it, it, and they're going to be very, very difficult to beat in this tournament. By the way, yep. um, they have a team that's really, um, you know, old. They're experienced. They're all upperclassmen. They're top six players are either a, you know, you know super senior, a couple other seniors and three juniors, and you know, if you can get old with them, to me yes. there's something to be said about yes that, right? Um, and you're developing those players into your system, you know, there's a camaraderie, a chemistry, um, there's also you know, those kids are going to college where they're actually uh, you know, there's classmates so people are kind of You know, they're rallying behind one another. That's what college basketball at one point was, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, in in terms of now, you know, we were at Boston College and we had it turned, and all of a sudden we lose a kid to the lottery after his junior year, and and we didn't have the transfer portal. So that transfer portal I do think is valuable um, to sprinkle in. But, again, for me, I think the best programs, and there are some in this tournament, that have um you know gotten old within and they're gonna be uh the teams to really look out for to in, to me in this tournament.
0: Which player was that? Was it that wasn't Reggie, was it?
1: No, it was Jerome Robinson. Oh, yeah Jerome, Jerome Robinson,
0: Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember yeah. the Scott. Yeah. yeah, uh, and that's you sit back and go, great. Oh great. Yeah. He's a great boy. Yeah. great. <laughs> I know. He, he's too good.
1: <laughs> right. And you know, and the fun thing about that is like you know, I'm sure like with what with, with what Penn State's doing too, I mean, you know, finding those under the radar guys and then developing them and watch them, you yeah. know, develop and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my god, it's too fast. We need you another year but you know <laughs> or you can't turn down an opportunity to right. be the first lottery pick in Boston College history, right? So anyways, yeah, yeah so I think that that's um that's what can hurt programs, too, when they lose those type of
0: guys. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. You get that, hey, you know, we beat out everybody, and then he develops, and you're like, could you slow your development just a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no question. That, would no question. that would really help us a lot if you did. No um, question. So when you look at teams that, that... I want to get to Iowa for a moment. Iowa, I think... Boy, Iowa won, I think, like nine of their last ten, something like that. Virginia Tech won. People don't realize they won 13 of the last 15 uh, along the way. So those two teams, they get in the tournament. Their seeding didn't change much by winning the tournament. I think Virginia Tech probably got in because of it. What do you think about their ability to advance?
1: Well, I think it it comes down to matchups. I mean, as you know, when you get into these tournament brackets and, you know, you're sitting there, you're looking at, okay, who are we getting ready to play? And, you know, so often you could have the best team in a seven-game series, but in a one-game matchup where maybe your weaknesses are their strengths or they can exploit some of your weaknesses. That's what makes the NCAA tournament really fun. And if you look at Iowa-Richmond, Iowa's got their hands full. Yeah, I mean, Richmond, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Old
0: the team. way
1: team. Oh, my God. And then... You know to your point they're playing some of these guys play defenses that you haven't seen they'll play matchup they'll they'll, they'll play two three zone I mean UAB will you know will play multiple defenses within a possession uh, and you haven't seen some of that stuff they'll go from zone to man when the ball goes to the corner so like there's things that just you haven't seen uh, in terms of during your conference Um, but again I think Iowa obviously is a is a fun team to watch they're explosive Um, But, again, that Richmond team is dangerous, as you saw in the 8-10 tournament. Um, To me, Virginia Tech uh, and Texas are two teams that have done it totally different ways. (laughs) Texas and Coach Beard have the five-star guys, the four-star players. Um, You know, they're a team that's really built uh, in terms of a defensive identity. Um, And then you look at a team like Virginia Tech that has – you know, Coach Young came from Wolford, a small division one school. Yep. He brought some of his guys with him and they have mostly mid major players who have uh who have developed, who are older and who have come up within um his system. So um and they're an excellent three point shooting team. They led the A C C. They're gonna be a tough out. Um so I think again, you know, um you know, a lot of these teams that we're seeing, you know, again, it, it comes down to the matchup, um, and they could get beaten any of these rounds if the matchup, um, you know, doesn't favor them.
0: That's why when I looked at Kentucky's path, I, I see one favorable matchup after another. What do you see?
1: I think Kentucky has a tough road ahead of them. I think that second, uh, again, if you know, again, he, <laughs> we all know, you know, St. Peter's is a team that defensively is really good. They're really now. good. Yeah. You know, and so you can't take them for granted. That second round game, I think Murray State is really good, but I also think San Francisco is under the radar. They play that West Coast Conference was brutal this year, it was a lot better than people thought Mm -hmm. it was. Um, That's not going to be easy. And to me, Purdue, and you saw them, I think they're as complete as anybody. If they can get back to Defending the way Coach Payne's teams have in the past. I mean, offensively, we know you know they've got you know with Ivy and they've got um, some really uh, powerful, explosive weapons offensively. They could be really tough to beat. And the sleeper team to me on that side is going to be St. Mary's. <laughs> I, you know, All I can't right. emphasize that enough. Yep. What I believe to be a team that's going to be a really difficult team to beat uh, in this ter- in that on that side.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I can I can see see each level brings with it a different team, a different matchup, a different challenge. Uh, Tommy Lloyd goes from Gonzaga to Arizona, so obviously in a year he brings that Gonzaga offensive philosophy with him. What do you like about what Arizona has done?
1: Well, he has, and he put together a roster. Now, again, you know, he um, you know, a roster of skilled players. You know, he's been kind of known over the years. Uh, you know to recruit internationally, and as yes. you and I both know, Ooh. yeah, a lot of those kids that they're bringing over, uh, at least and uh, you know for the most part, are guys who can all pass, dribble, and shoot. Right, the European type game. Um, you know, they they inherited a kid Benedict Matherman, a guard mm-hmm. from Montreal, who is he's really good. Yeah. and so they have all the pieces, but. You know, I I think I'll throw this point at you. What Coach Lloyd has done and I think you're gonna see this with Coach Shrewsbury there and a lot of the High-level assistants who have great experience in the profession, um, I think they have a big advantage right now. I, I think the game has changed as it relates to coaching. <laughs> I think it's become relationship-based coaching. And if you've been a long-time, experienced assistant, especially at these high levels, you understand, uh, you know, how to communicate with these kids. I mean, there's, yeah, you hold them accountable, um, you hold yourself accountable, and at the, but at the same time uh cultivating these relationships where these kids trust you um you know the the the, the days of being a crit, uh a negative critic critical dictator um you know are over i mean you, you know you really have to be able to communicate with these kids and they have to want to play for you and so I, you know, you love the job Coach, you know, Lloyd has done, um, you know, at Arizona. Uh, look at Mark Adams; he's 65 years old. <laughs> he's first day coaching yeah. Job, and he's killing it. So I do think the high-level, experience assistants that are out there. Uh, getting these opportunities i think they're going to be a lot more successful uh just because of again you know the, the the relationships that have been cultivated over the years they're the ones dealing with these kids after when they're an assistant when they lose when they go through the ups and downs in college and you know talking to the kids and keeping them on that path so again with with everything that's changed today i think they're valuable right now in terms of uh you know, the high level experience of system and being successful as head coaches.
0: And you know, it's important about what you just said, Scott, in the, in the recruiting process, when you quote, lose a kid in the recruiting process, keep the relationship strong and going because the transfer portal may bring him back to you. That's
1: a great point. That's a great point. Yeah.
0: Great. Point. Yep. Uh, your final four would be for the interested out there.
1: Oof, I tell you what, I'm going to start with the West. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have written Duke off, and I and obviously I'm you know deep down you're rooting for Gonzaga just because you know Coach Few and the incredible job they've done out there, and they got a heck of a ball club. But I got to tell you, there is no statistic or analytical number that you can put on the will to win and the emotion and the drive. And I think Duke and those young kids and what they went through the last game of the year and the emotion there uh, at Cameron. You know, seeing all those legendary players back, I mean, practically the entire world, you know, watching Coach K in his last home game, I think that was a little bit too big for those kids, and I think they became emotionally um, drained from that. Now. They went to the ACC tournament. They got to the championship. But if you really watch the tournament, they weren't themselves. I mean, their defensive focus just wasn't there. They weren't pressuring the ball. Their one pass positioning was not there. Their two pass positioning and help mm. side wasn't there. Yeah. Their point of ball screen defense wasn't there. I think when Duke got back to Cameron, and they were in that film room. If I think they're gonna be super focused, refocused, uh dialed into the defensive end of the floor, and they are gonna be a very difficult team because as we just talked about, the will to win yes. on San Coach K will be there. I like Duke. Um, I do like Purdue on that on that bottom bracket in the mm-hmm. east. I think Baylor is the most vulnerable one seed just because they got two of their best players. I mean, yeah. LJ Cryer, the big kid Jonathan. They're both out, right. um, and they still were able to uh, to get to where they are. But I like Purdue on that on that on that side. I love Villanova. I think their team is built to win in the tournament uh, with Gillespie healthy and back. Unconventional style in terms of going perimeter to post with their guards and really, you know, lighten you up from the three. And they've got great versatility. I like Villanova. And in that bottom bracket, I think I have to take Auburn just because yeah. I think they're complete with Kessler, um, you know, in the middle making up for a lot of breakdowns defensively. But that's just my thought.
0: Scott's great stuff. Um, let's see, New England guy. Let's see, I want to say born in Leminster
1: plastic factory capital of the world yeah. okay
0: I'm the only host in the country outside of Massachusetts that actually could pronounce it correctly It is it is Leminster Fitchburg and Leminster. <laughs> Okay, because Penn yeah. State, Penn State is a kid from Haverhill, so. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you know the yeah.
0: oh no, I grew up. I grew up in New England. I grew up right, right near the basketball hall of fame. So. So oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Hey, what a pleasure! I hope this isn't the last time we have you on because I had a blast with this. So thank you.
1: Anytime. I'm just glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay.
0: Scott Spinelli joining us on the show. Imparting more knowledge that Matt is using, uh, had never heard of Longwood, but like at least considered him in the bracket for at least you know, 18 seconds.
2: Yeah, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because that game is. Uh, yeah. Tennessee's playing great, by the way.
0: <laughs> I mean the Tennessee that was playing great. So the interesting one is the. Uh, the two Philly guys matching up, Chris Mooney and uh, Fran McCaffrey, and it's been Richmond that's been leading that game. All right, we'll take a break. Matt needs a break. I guess he's been going through the station gloating about his bracket without realizing that only half of the afternoon session's over with.
1: Bingo! <laughs>
0: There's a few more sessions to go here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
2: Hmm. When car repairs get difficult,
0: well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Okay, so um, I asked you earlier what the percentage of people in the country have a college degree, and you missed by a wide margin correct so what percentage of the country is a member of a union
2: hmm uh, i'll go with 40%
0: 4% all
2: right uh, so <laughs>
0: okay this would be uh, honestly this is a fascinating topic that on the mark could have a lot of fun with because of what people think and what's true you know and what's true is based on various sources you know some of it's from the u.s census bureau the bureau of labor statistics you know certain polling things like that okay it's very interesting okay what percentage of the country is left-handed
2: uh that one I'll say thirty
0: most people were polled think it's thirty four percent so you're close okay the actual number the actual number's eleven percent gotcha it's a i mean th- there's a lot of other questions in here uh what percentage of the country is a military veteran
2: mm, that's a good one too um I'm going to say 15.
0: Wow, well, you're much closer than the average person thinks. Forty percent. People think that 40 percent of the country are military veterans. It's six percent. Wow. Yeah. All right, let's do this one. Uh, let's see. Have a household income over 100,000.
2: I'll say ten.
0: Ooh, you're way down. No, you, meant you actually, you're way too low. Thirty-four mm. percent. And those families. And when polled, people thought it was thirty-eight percent. So that was actually very, very close. All the other ones are not close. Uh, okay, household income over five hundred thousand.
2: I'll say twenty.
0: Okay. You are close to what people think. They think it's 26%. The real number is 1%. Oh. Household income over a million. I go five. You're much closer than the average. People think it's 20%. It's actually because it's so small It's 0% based on the statistical
2: proportion. There you go. <laughs> Let's see.
0: How many think the suit is famous? <laughs> oh, nice. Zero. Oh, no. Au contraire. Okay. 60% of the country say yes. The real number is 50.
2: S U I T. That spells suit. Ah! Uh...
0: <laughs> All right. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 Humble's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a fabulous service department, whether it is routine, inspections, diagnostics, I mean, all that difficult stuff. Uh, they can handle it all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, where it's 11 to 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com uh, let's get to some very quickly some Penn State uh, free agent news Allen Robinson uh, is leaving the Chicago Bears a three year deal with the Los Angeles Rams Daquan Jones is leaving the Carolina Panthers he signs a, a deal with the Buffalo Bills and Chris Godwin franchise last week contract this week three-year deal 60 million 40 million is guaranteed okay so there's some penn state news for you and matt has never heard of daquan jones but that's okay uh all right so what no yeah oh i have yeah (laughs) on your fantasy team all right
2: uh (laughs) I, i didn't play fantasy last year i see uh, let's see
0: up to date Michigan beat uh, Colorado State 75-63 Providence never uh, trail, beats uh, South Dakota State 66-57 Memphis beat Boise State 64-53 Baylor beat Norfolk State 85-49 games in progress Tennessee leads Longwood 83-51 with 3.20 to play Georgia State leads Gonzaga 11-10, 14-24 to play first half. And uh, Iowa went on an 11-0 run, and Richmond has come back. Richmond leads 42-39 with 13-34 to play. So there you go. And after round one at the NCAA Wrestling Championships, uh, round one of the NCAA Wrestling Championships, Penn State is in first. Won seven out of nine. Five of the seven wins were bonus points with two pins. They have 15.5 points. Second is Michigan at 14.4. And Iowa is at 12.5. Okay? And Baker Mayfield requested a trade, and the Cleveland Browns have said no. Brown said no. So there you go. And again, Howie Roseman, three-year contract extension with the Eagles, which brings
2: with it so much confidence now that the draft will go well. (laughs) Well, this also just came in, too. Fletcher Cox released, but the Eagles trying to rework his contract. I don't know why they just couldn't do that without releasing him, because now we can listen to offers, but that's just me.
0: You lose him, you lose part of your heart and soul. To be honest with you. He's
2: definitely been on the decline a little bit, but especially with the addition of Hassan Reddick, I mean, he can reemerge a little bit with him and Hargrave there in the middle, so... I don't quite get out the flat-out release. If, you're, if your if intent is to try and bring him back, why not restructure his contract now? So that I that I don't understand. Fletcher Cox, gone. For now,
0: gone. Is he an eagle? Not currently. Wait, man. Allen Robinson not, is not currently a Chicago Bear, either. I mean, so, <laughs> he's now a Los Angeles Ram. Oh, no, no. He wants to stay in Philadelphia. Really? <laughs> okay. You sure about that? He wants to stay in Philadelphia. Really? Okay. Maybe he'll go to the Washington Commanders. You can hate him, too.
2: That would be something.
0: I mean, when the only quarterback that has a statue in front of the stadium is Nick Foles, that's not good.
2: (laughs) Hey, a Lombardi gets a Lombardi. Hmm?
0: Oh. Well, the Eagles are the only team to ever beat Lombardi, by the way, in in the playoffs.
2: Also true.
0: With Norm Van Brocklin, a quarterback. Like, like, he's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. But they have a statue up at Nick Foles. Really? Okay.
2: He's in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Nick Foles isn't yet. I'm sure he will be.
0: I would hope North Van, Brocklin's in the Eagles Hall of Fame. <laughs> he got them their last NFL championship until they finally won the Super Bowl. I mean, that last NFL championship lasted for, what, 57 years? It's kind of a long time. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Major League Baseball draft will be held Sunday, January 17th. And go to Tuesday the nineteenth. Of course, the MLB draft league—they always take that week off now. That's the break in the schedule, major break in the schedules. Then, so did Williamsport announce? Let me see. Did Williamsport announce their uh, coaching staff? I mean, the spikes did, but I don't know if Williamsport did. Let me see here, because obviously Jim Gott's coming here. Uh, Crosscutters Oops Just checking to see if Gabe If they were able to put something out uh, Crosscutters 2022 on StubHub well, I, you know, I could probably get Get into the park I mean
2: No? You don't want to do that? I would go that route You
0: know, You can bring the boys with you Have a good time Yeah Yeah and, Daddy, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> so I like just make something up. No.
2: No, I could tell them what's going on. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Well, I was in your shoes for one game a couple seasons ago before the whole MLB draft league started though. So I sort of know my way around the place. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it doesn't look like they announced their coaching staff. I mean, I went to the, the official website of the Crosscutters. Oh, no, no, here it is. I'm sorry. They they did announce it. My apologies. Uh, Jesse Litch, former Toronto Blue Jays pitcher, will be the manager. Uh, Jeff Delacancha will be the pitching coach, uh, and Adonis Smith. Adonis would be the g- great name of your next child. It would bring with it expectations, though. <laughs> That's true. Adonis Smith uh, is the uh, hitting coach. Uh, Joe Oliver is going to manage Frederick, Homer Bush, Mahoning Valley. Jeff Manto, <laughs> Jeff's got a place here in Bullsburg, for goodness sakes. He's going to manage Trenton. Jed Jerko is going back to West Virginia. Uh, Manto managed Trenton last year, anyway. And Dave Tremblay, the former uh, Baltimore Orioles manager, is going to manage State College. So, ooh, they... New seven hundred thousand dollar video board at Williamsport. How about that? How about
2: that? Yes, actually, that that I that I do I did see. Yeah, yeah, that was the new big addition.
0: Wonder how much Major League Baseball helped with that. I'm only asking to ask. I mean, because Major League Baseball, because they do play the one game a year there. I mean, that field and everything, the the dugouts, and everything like that. That's Major League Baseball stuff. All right, so let's see. Richmond leads Iowa, 47-46, 10:22 to go. Gonzaga leads Georgia State, 18-16, 11:27 to go first half. North Carolina leads Marquette, 10-8, at the end of 16. We'll take a break. I'll return with Matt the Greek in a moment. Basically, has put I guess it i mean i I would not have put the house on the line like you did, but you're you're a confident guy. I probably wouldn't have gone that route. I mean, I know Georgia state's hanging with Gonzaga, but I don't know if I would have gone with that long way to go. you worry me
2: worry me a lot. <laughs> No, I wouldn't bet against Gonzaga because that's one of Lisa's... That's one of usually Lisa's usual Final Four teams because she likes the name. It sounds cool. That's how she does her bracket.
0: Oh, that's good, man. Sue picked all Patriot League teams. Like, I, I said, there's only one. Well, I picked all of them. i like, no, there's only one in there. You got to pick other games. <laughs> you, I just didn't seem to get the concept of it. All right, back with uh, more in a moment here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. F O U L E D, that spells foul. Ah! Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online. At sunburymotors.com. Um, so, right now, the big one is Richmond leading uh, Iowa 51 46. All the game pressure now is on Iowa. All of it. You, count, you go along, you go along, you go along. The other team keeps hanging, playing well, hanging, playing well. Richmond's a veteran team. Chris Mooney's a really good coach. You know, Gilliard's a really good-looking player. Golden's a very good player. I and mean, I'm watching them in the Atlantic 10 championship game. They made some big plays uh, to win over Davidson. Uh, and now for Iowa, which has been going along, playing great, playing great, win the Big Ten championship because they kept playing great. Now you're looking out there and like you're the favorite. And... You know, now you've got to run your stuff, but I mean, run your stuff. Okay. Uh, you you can't just, um, um, but uh, you have to run your stuff, right? and get get the best shot. Don't panic. Okay. I let Matt do that in the staff meeting. I'm a little worried about you.
2: I'm not feeling good right now either. I got Iowa in the Sweet 16.
0: Just, just calm down. Just enjoy the games, Okay. <laughs> hey. I mean, you don't. You don't even have a steak on the line here. <laughs> okay, come on. No. <laughs> I. I, I could, you don't even have a Big Mac on the line. What's the heck's the deal?
2: I just like to have a clean, as clean a bracket as I can. Everybody's
0: bracket's going to be dirty before tomorrow night's over with.
2: Probably. Yeah. This will be my first big hurt and first loss overall.
0: There's still seven minutes left.
2: If it, <laughs> if it comes down game. to that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, let's get
0: let I me mean, let's understand. Richmond's playing well.
2: Yeah, I, I I was nervous about this, but I thought if they can get past it. I think I thought they'd be Providence and that's what got me there to the sweet 16. But yeah, I knew this was going to be a tough matchup. Yeah. Cuz they had a he- Richmond had a heck of a run as you mentioned earlier.
0: All right. More
2: coming up tomorrow.
0: Uh, Penn State football has now finished their winter workouts. I think I ended up going to four of them, I think. was all said and done. Sure is dark when you drive in at that hour. <laughs> but I got a pretty good read on some things. But now they actually get to use a ball starting on Monday. They'll go Monday, Wednesday, Saturday next week. Uh, Pro Day is Thursday. I'm going to be here, The one guy I want to see, I want to see if, uh, if Jahan Dotson runs. Because I know he was not happy with the 4 4 1. He thinks he can be in the upper 4 3s. So I want to see if he's going to run next week or not.